you hear the music on a beautiful Wednesday morning. It's time now for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Been a while since we've talked to realty expert John Brodine. He's standing by. We'll talk to him in just a minute. What would tomorrow look like if you sold your house today? Maybe you'd move to a new city or a new country. Maybe you'd pick up birding or birdies. You could get into wine, not that into wine, or skiing, warmer skiing. Or maybe you'd spend more time doing nothing at all. When you're ready for whatever comes next, we'll be ready to help you get there. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. All right, and here we go. Your realty expert, John Brodine, in the house. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. Been a while. I know. Yeah. It's you, good to uh, see you. You do something different with your hair. It's getting longer. Okay, maybe that's it. Your yeah. curl is coming out there, bro. Yeah, yeah it's getting crazy. <laughs> How's life with up. the little one? Awesome. Yeah, it's really good. Every day is just fun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. She's five months old now. Oh, wow. So, wow. Yeah. Is she already thinking about uh, child number two? Uh, no, we probably wait a little bit. <laughs> I just figured I'd ask. Make sure they're not too far apart, but not too close together. Right. You know, it's so cool because everything they do, you watch and you see the look on their face and how they just soak things in. It's so cool. Uh, Enjoy it while you can. Um, You know, there's one thing I wanted to ask you about because we did see this uh, a while ago, more so than not, probably when... um, uh, when the interest rates were so low. Yeah. Uh, I know my son was involved with a few things like this. Uh, when it comes to like bidding wars, yeah. I would imagine that's got to almost be like the dream for you guys. Maybe not. And I would also imagine this could go either way. I mean, yeah. there's got to be a right way to handle a bidding war and a wrong way, you know, the right way, try to get the most for your buck, get what you can out of it. But I would imagine... The wrong way could really bring a whole pile of crap down on you. Yep. Is there a right way and a wrong way to handle a bidding war? Yeah, so we are seeing more bidding wars. Um, like you mentioned, when the interest rates were really, really low, we were seeing a ton of them. Um, right now, inventory is actually lower than when the interest rates are really low. So there's not oh, very wow. many decent options, and there is a lot of buyers out there. I don't mm-hmm. know if people have just acclimated to the higher interest rates or people – Hopefully, people have the understanding that interest rates are temporary, um, and you you should kind of buy based on your situation rather than trying to time it perfectly when interest rates are low because you can always refinance. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about how to handle bidding wars, we're going to be talking about it from a listing agent's perspective. Um, so that's the agent who represents the seller. Their job sure. is to get the most convenient sale, the most sure deal, and get the highest dollar for their seller. Um the, so there are some major mistakes that I see agents make all the time on behalf of their sellers. Um, so I'll talk about some of the pitfalls to avoid okay. and then some of the keys to handling it in the right way. Um, now, so when you've got, let's say you put a new listing on the market, it's an attractive, uh, you know, move-in ready, well-maintained home. Mm-hmm. Um, you price it properly and you get, you know, let's say you list it on a Monday and let's say that day you get an offer and you have probably, you know, let's say 10 more showings scheduled scheduled out over Monday and Tuesday. Um, so what you're first off going to do as soon as you get one offer is you're going to tell all of those other 10 agents who are showing it that you got an offer. Yep. Um, you're going to talk to your seller client. And you're going to decide when you guys want to set an offer deadline that all offers have to be in by. Okay. And then you're going to tell all of the agents who are showing it when that offer deadline is. Now, there are some mistakes to avoid when setting the offer deadline. 
you don't want to set it too soon where it doesn't give people the opportunity to put their offer in or doesn't give them the opportunity to see it before making a decision. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't want to stretch it out too far either because then that buyer who did offer is going to see it as you're using their offer to string them along and try to draw in other offers. And so you do need to, it can't be, you can't set the offer deadline and string things too far out. And you definitely don't want to make a knee-jerk reaction and make a decision on that one offer right away because you're leaving money on the table. Okay, so so if, if you're selling a house and I say, okay, I'll offer you this, and you say, I'll take it, is it a done deal then? Or what if an hour later somebody comes up and they offer you 20000 more? Well, if you sign the offer and they deposit earnest money, then it's a done deal. You have, okay. a, you have an okay. enforceable contract. Okay. So... Um, that's one way you can really leave money on the table is by sure. not giving the opportunity for other offers to come in that could be higher. Right, or, right. Or even, you know, an offer of the same exact price, but far fewer contingencies, less stuff that can go wrong, sure. mm-hmm. more, more sure of a buyer. Right. Um, and then obviously you're leaving money on the table if you had that one offer and you decide to string this out for too long mm-hmm. and they back out and then you don't get any other offers. Now you're left. That's you know, almost even worse. Right, right. Because now you're left with nothing and you've gone through that period where you're probably going to get a ton of activity on the listing without getting an offer. Mm-hmm. And then the activity is going to slow down a lot. Right, okay. So first thing you're going to do, you're going to set that offer deadline. Once one offer comes in, you're going to tell everybody when the offer deadline is and that you received one offer. And usually you want to, like let's say showings are scheduled, you put it on on Monday, you got an offer, and the last showing is say Wednesday at noon. You might set that deadline at uh, you know Wednesday at two o'clock, sure. so that last showing has a chance to see it, and they have a chance to make a decision and write an offer prior to your deadline. Then at your deadline, then you're gonna um, you know let's say three more offers come in. So as soon as the second offer comes in, I'm telling you know all of the showings and the person who offered that okay, we've got two offers now. Third offer comes in, telling all of them okay, now we have three offers. Um, at the deadline, it's a good idea to go back to all of the people who offered um, make sure check with all the other people who showed it make sure they are not going to be submitting an offer um, check with all the people who did offer and ask them you know is this your best and final offer we have three now um, you know if there's any changes you want to make to your offer let me know and submit it by this time then you're going to sit down with your seller and you're going to compare them all so um, yeah there's there's a lot of, you know, one of the most common mistakes that I see is a new listing hits the market and, you know, maybe you've got a showing set up for it. It hits the market on a Monday. Maybe you've got a showing set up Wednesday and the agent doesn't even tell you they got an offer and then they accept something before you're showing. Oh, sure. sure. Imagine how much money could yeah. be left on the table and how many other people they mm-hmm. did that to. Because if they just, you know, didn't tell anybody that they got an offer, that's doing a huge disservice to their seller. And if they accepted something before all the showings have taken place without giving the other agents an opportunity to move their showings up because that offer came in, you could easily cost your seller $10,000, not to mention, you know, the opportunity to get better terms. So, so does this happen if all of a sudden you have a bidding war as you, as a a realty expert, do you go, man, we probably asked way too little for that house. We, we should have went up higher, but that's a, that's kind of a, a slippery slope there too, isn't it? As a listing agent, mm. no. Um, so if I get a bidding war on a house, a lot of it has to do with how we 
presented the house. So how good the marketing looked, okay. um, how well the seller did at staging the house, cleaning, making it really attractive and appealing to the most people. Um, it's much better as a listing agent to have accidentally priced it a little bit low, not a lot low, cause that could have a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. But if you accidentally price it a little bit low and you get a crazy bidding war, that's when you're going to get absolutely top dollar for it. Sure. Um, sure. That's when people are maybe going to be willing to pay more than it's worth. Maybe waive appraisals, um, pay over appraised value. That's your best chance at getting that. Okay. If you, on the other hand, accidentally overprice it, um, and, and in a bidding war, you have the most negotiating leverage. So you're going to get the best possible terms, the best possible price. Everything is in your favor in that situation. So it's actually a good thing. If you accidentally overprice it, we kind of know what happens there is it doesn't get enough at, you know, it doesn't get enough showings. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get any offers. And then you make it through that first two weeks with very little attention, very little activity. And now you're fighting an uphill battle because now the showings really start to slow down. Mm-hmm. The chances that the offers come in that are strong it just goes down by the week. Um, so no, it, and and it's more of a market condition type thing because houses are still going to have to appraise. So if I price something in line with where the comps say it's worth, um, but there's such low inventory right now that you know it, and I'm obviously I'm not just going to look at the comps. I'm going to look mm-hmm. at the active listings we're competing against and everything else, um, but. You know, sometimes the market, there's just no decent listings on the market in that price range. And there's so many buyers that want it that people are willing to pay more than what the comps say it's worth. Um, and that's just how it is. It's demand versus supply. Supply is so low, the demand is high relative yep. to the supply. And, you know, of course, if you don't get somebody who's willing to offer appraisal gap coverage or waive their appraisal contingency, you always have to think about what this house is going to appraise at because. If they have just a regular appraisal contingency, the offer that you go with, you're going to end up having probably to negotiate down some on the price um, if that appraisal comes in below what these buyers agree right. to pay for it. So, wow. So do you have any crazy, you know, crazy stories uh, with bidding wars? Like uh, you had a price set and all of a sudden it just gets into this major all out bidding brawl. Yeah. Um, I, I would imagine it's kind of fun yeah, know, while yeah. it's going on, but have you ever seen one where it just kept going and going and going? I mean, almost like a darn auction. Yeah, and so one thing I should note is you're not telling any of the agents what these offers come in at. Okay, you don't okay. share that information because sure. you could see how that could be detrimental right. to the seller. Okay, um, so and you have to act in fairness to all the other agents. So you're not going to disclose the price of the other offers. You're not going to disclose other details of the other offers aside from just real minor stuff. Yeah, like um. Higher, lower. <laughs> uh, you actually, you typically don't even do that. Because oh, I suppose not. <laughs> that's hard to act in fairness as you're doing that. Right, but right. somebody might ask, does it have a home sale contingency? You know, okay. Because an offer with a home sale contingency is worth a lot less than an offer without one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a listing that I put up. Um, it's going to be closing in June here. Uh, we just accepted the offer a few weeks ago. Um, I put it up for 345 I think that was the listing price. Um, the highest comp... It was in the same neighborhood. Um, the highest comp sold for three forty-five, and that one uh, was larger. And it had you know a, a couple of things that the subject property my listing didn't have. Mm-hmm. And I can't say what it got bid up to, but it was uh, you know it was substantially higher than our listing price. So it's going to be by far the record sale for that type of home in that neighborhood. Wow. Um, yeah, sold 
more than ten thousand dollars over the asking wow. price. And, and and a lot of that is due to low inventory, I would imagine. Yep. Because you know, if, if people see something and they're like, Boy, I really like that house, it's a little more than we wanted to spend, but what are our other options? Yeah. Lack of inventory and lack of quality inventory. Um, you know, people really want something that's in a good neighborhood. And that's this home had that, and so did the comp that sold, but we blew the comp out of the water, and that, right. that comp didn't even sell that long ago. Um, so things worked out really good. Had we priced that house where it eventually sold at, I don't think there's any way that we would have ever been able to get that price for it mm-hmm. uh, because it probably it would have the price would have turned some people off. We wouldn't have had that same competition amongst buyers that drove it up to that sure. high price. Sure, yeah, all right. Wow, yeah. learning yeah. something new again, John. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I should mention about the the bidding wars, but having a good reputation amongst all the other agents in the agent community is really important. And when you have bidding wars, if you do shady stuff, like accepting an offer before somebody gets a chance to view it, I had an agent do this to me the other day. Uh, I was going to show his listing. I had scheduled it on a Friday. We were going to look at it with my buyers on a Monday. They got an offer over the weekend, didn't tell me. And when I just texted him to ask a couple questions about the listing, um, he said, oh, yeah, we got an offer accepted on Saturday. He never told me they got an offer. They jumped on it right away. And my people probably would have been willing to pay more than the offer he got because all they had was one offer. And, um, you know, it, it makes me look bad because yeah. I wasn't able, I didn't know. So I wasn't able to communicate, communicate that to my buyers. It ticks my buyers off. It ticks me off. And now I just know this agent just doesn't handle things quite right. Yeah. He and, costs his seller money too. Right. And, and there's a lot of agents around here and I'm sure the word gets out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like going to a restaurant, you it get does. good food or you get bad food. And uh, no matter what kind of food you get, other people are going to know yeah. about it. Yep. Other wow. shady stuff agents will do, you know, that gives them a bad reputation would be like having a bias towards their own offer. So maybe sharing confidential information about other offers mm-hmm. to make sure their own offer is the one that wins. Then then people get the idea that they're not going to have a fair shot when they're offering on that agent's listings because they're going to put their own people uh, in there first and disclose confidential information about your offer, just not handle it in a fair way. So acting in fairness to the agents is something that's going to return for you, you know, in multiples mm-hmm. o- across the years with your with the relationships you have right. with these people, and it's also going to be better for your sellers just because the seller's reputation is then connected to your reputation as an agent. Wow. Hey, if you want somebody that's not going to put you all through all that crap, get yourself a realty expert like somebody from Berkshire Hathaway, like this guy, John Brodeen. How does somebody get a hold of you, John? So my cell phone number is 701-213-5428. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram. Subscribe to me on YouTube. I'm posting content almost daily. Um, Send me a message if you want to get on my email list. I do a recap each week of all the content we posted that week. So yeah, I'd love to talk. You're on uh, you're on uh, podcast. I think more than I am. Um, <laughs> we will see you Friday. Yes, sounds all right. Good. Till then, have yourself a good day, bud. Yeah, you too, John. All right, there you go. Your Berkshire Hathaway biweekly podcast Wednesday edition with realty expert John Brodeen. He'll be back again on Friday morning at ten.